Welcome to Entertainment Talk TV, it's Entertainment Talk's podcast for the television that we choose to talk about. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, first of all, is Robert. How are you today? Uh, still in uh, self-isolation, although mm-hmm. I did find it funny that the town that I lived in created an official Facebook calendar post called Stay at Home. Hmm. So yeah. that that's how serious they're taking it, is like... You know, the city is actually taking time out of its life to make a calendar event to attend to stay in home. Yeah. Yeah. If it's on Facebook, you know. <laughs> well, it's all old people on Facebook, and that's who's at most at risk. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that mm-hmm. kind of fits. Uh, cool. And the other voice you just heard was Bex. How are you today? Hey, I'm good. You know, I've I've been in my house for four days. I've had an argument with my slippers. I've lost a fight with a toothbrush. Um, yeah, and that was just the stuff that happened on Twitch. So it's, it's all going good. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, and I've got a power cut as we record this, which doesn't quite make sense, but of course I'm on a laptop, so it doesn't need to be plugged in necessarily. Uh, so yeah, making use of um, yeah the equipment that I've that I've got. I mean, I'm using the same stuff, you know, same microphone and all that sort of thing. So um, yeah, I'm currently sitting in a dark room <laughs> with a laptop and a microphone in front of me with my uh, earphones in. So uh, yeah, there's both a virus and a power cut at the moment. So um, what a year 2020 has turned out to be so far uh i'll also be i'll also be older in about three weeks or about a month or so so um yeah what a time uh (laughs) cool we are here to talk about tv today of course um i'm gonna go first and then we'll go to either bex or robert afterwards so uh, of course like we say with the tv talk episodes everything is spoiler free uh so don't worry about any of the shows that we're going to mention uh, the English Game. The English Game is... Now, I don't know the name of these people, but it's from the creators of Downton Abbey, uh, which I haven't seen and obviously had the film last year and stuff like that. But basically, this is a uh, TV series on Netflix. It's six episodes. I've seen the first one. And it's basically about football in the 19th century. So you had, you know... Uh, you still had things like the FA Cup. In fact, the FA Cup is one of the... Uh, main plot threads uh so far in the season i think it's one of the main threads throughout the season and and that sort of thing um but yeah showing you kind of the olden days of football and when they had the old sort of um brown terrible sort of leather balls and and that sort of thing and uh also some really awful football kits um one of the players was wearing a belt which is not something that you see in this day and age for for football um so yeah, just a, a series given a take on, you know, some of the earlier uh, or later sort of 19... It didn't actually say 19-something, it just says in the description 19th century, so I'm uh, I'm assuming it's later 19th century, but um, yeah, that's happening as well. Uh, they showed this first kind of game in uh, the first episode, and uh, th- there's a lot of f- sort of themes in, in the first episode about, like, wages and sort of struggling for money and that sort of thing because obviously it was different to how much players get sort of paid now which is you know tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars or euros or pounds or whatever depending on what, what league you're playing in um yeah there was this issue about like uh the mill is um you know r- running out of money and stuff and the the team is gonna like, have to sacrifice some of their wages and stuff and obviously there was some conflict over that i thought that was done pretty well in the first episode, uh, they do have two matches, and the second match is actually a replay of. Because uh, if it, some for those of you that don't know, if you finish an FA Cup round with a draw and no one wins, you have to basically or well, a replay, uh, and then play the, that team again. If that game is a draw, then it goes to extra time and penalty. So it's a, di- a bit of a, a different competition, but very much a classic kind of British. Uh, competition um yeah i thought the acting was great i thought the production value was pretty good uh i thought it was just yeah as someone who you know 
uh, grew up in in the 90s it was just something very interesting to see um like i said you you just don't see players wearing things like belts or some of these really weird and bad looking kind of kits and uh goals with no nets so someone always has to assumably go and get the ball and that sort of thing um yeah just uh, interesting to see a very different sort of time with football and that sort of thing so i thought that was uh yeah pretty good i'm gonna finish the other five episodes uh and see where it goes but um I was pretty impressed. I was, you know, it was, a, it was a good kind of start to to certain things. And there's other things going on outside the football. There's like not relationship drama, but just drama between well different people over different reasons. Obviously, like that the wage stuff is is in there, and there's this whole thing about cheating uh, in the game, and uh, there's a pregnancy storyline as well. So uh, that's about as much detail I can get into without spoiling the rest of the the pilot episode and like who wins the game and that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a great start. So that's the English game. That's on Netflix original. So UK and US, you can check that out if you want to. Uh, Dare Me, which um, I'll explain in a minute kind of why I'm watching it. Because it won't sound like something that I would usually watch. Uh, it's a USA Network TV show. It's aired all its 10 episodes and has uh, arrived, I think, just internationally uh, as a box set on uh, outside of the US, basically. So I think if you're in... Canada or obviously in the UK and different countries it's probably available as a box set it's 10 episodes um it's a show about cheerleaders that might not sound like something I usually watch because it isn't but basically there's some without going into any spoilers there's some particular things that are going on and there's there's more than the cheerleading stuff going on that that's more of a kind of uh starting for things that are going on there's other things that are there and things that the characters are doing i really can't explain too much of it without spoiling too much but there's like this tension between these three um women and stuff and uh i've heard that like you know some people die in the season and and some things like that and uh yeah it's it's got this it's got this some people would look at a show like this and see the words like okay cheerleader tension and female characters and go okay this is like your your kind of uh sabrina or riverdale kind of show where you've got this silly kind of teen drama it's so it's got that in there but it feels more adult because there's more adult things going on like there's there's like a, an incident with a gun there's drugs going on and all sorts of other things so it's it's not really like just silly kind of teenage girl drama if that makes sense there's, there's other things going on in there but i can't really explain what they are without getting into spoilers but uh i've seen four episodes so far it's got 10 for the season and um yeah it's, it's doing some very interesting stuff so far there's also some interesting stuff in there about like the coach being like really strict and being really strict towards these these girls and saying about like okay there's no captains on my team and granted i don't know anything really about cheerleading, uh, cheerleading as opposed to football because obviously I just explained a bunch of football stuff with the English game but uh, there's this whole thing about like okay there's no coaches on my team and I pick like who's in charge and I can kind of swap that round and there's some drama and tension around that so yeah it doesn't necessarily sound like something I'd usually watch but uh, it's it's really good so far so I've enjoyed that uh, The Outsider which is I think a mini series there's been some rumblings about season 2 I don't know how far the books go or if they caught up to the books obviously this is based on a Stephen King book uh, HBO show was obviously on the uh, Sky Atlantic as well because of the, the deal that they've got in place for that. Uh, ended on its 8th um, episode. I thought it was really satisfying with the answers that was given and to the just the weird mystery and stuff that was going on and explaining the, the uh, deaths of the, the, the boy at the start of the series which kicks off the whole murder investigation thing. I thought the explanation of that was really good and got very kind of supernatural 
uh, towards the end of the season for understandable reasons given kind of what it's about but uh, yeah ultimately I was satisfied with how it ended it had some slower stuff in the middle towards like episode 4 5 and 6 there was some slower-ish kind of stuff but uh, I still thought it was a great series and uh, I think given the way that it ends there's like a hint as to like um, a possible season 2 but I think they should probably leave it because there's a chance that you could go into a season and season two and kind of mess this thing up again i don't know if like the if it hasn't caught up to the book or if it goes past the book or if this is the entire book's kind of story but uh yeah i thought that was that was done really really well good old uh hbo pulling out um great shows again uh bojack horseman which i talked about last time um had its uh definitely had its final episodes because obviously I, I, like i said with the outsider there could be a season two but hopefully not um yeah bojack horseman this finished uh, in January, had its second half of season six. Why Netflix is suddenly doing things like that, I don't really know, but uh, they have been. Um, yeah, really kind of a satisfying ending. I'm satisfied with where all the characters kind of ended up. Um, and they were kind of doing some twisty kind of stuff at the end, if that makes sense. Some some, some sort of like uh, plot twists and, and things like that towards the end. They kind of made it clear, like, okay, we're going in this direction, and then they kind of subverted expectations a little bit so i thought that was good i'm gonna go on a limb and say that i think this is the best adult animated comedy tv show that i've seen um i mean the ones i can compare it to things like family guy i mean rick and morty hasn't finished so i can't really judge it on that yet but things like what south park rick and morty simpsons isn't really adult comedy i mean it's on disney plus so you can't really put it in that category but in terms of shows like that, I do think Bojack Horseman is probably the best of those. I haven't seen probably all those. There's things like uh, what American Dad as well. Uh, that's been that that that's been out there for a while. But uh, yeah, I think Bojack really pulled off a, a satisfying ending, and uh, I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, and then the last show I've got to talk about is uh, the Twilight Zone, not the old version, the new version on uh, I think it's on CBS All Access in the US because that's what comes up at the start of the episode just kind of telling you the other studio that's involved uh this is from jordan peele he's got uh, uh 10 episodes with this it's an anthology thing per episode uh, i've seen the first three episodes yeah three episodes uh the first one's about this um guy who gets on a flight and there's a podcast kind of player there um and uh this guy basically listens to this podcast and it tells him that this fight that he's on basically is gonna like disappear so he has to kind of try his best to convince everybody that that's the situation. And obviously that doesn't work out that great. Obviously I won't go into spoilers about what completely happens. But uh, I thought that was a pretty good episode um, to start off with. And um, yeah, I thought that was great. Uh, the second episode was this comedian. And basically when he makes jokes about people or certain things, they disappear. And then he has to make sort of a decision. It's interesting with this as well because sort of towards the start the middle and the end not with every episode but with most of them you get these narrations from jordan peele saying about hey this person you're watching is in this situation they could make this choice or that choice um and one of the things he kind of said about this comedian is like it's great that he's found like you know he's making audiences laugh but like what is he willing to well joke about and sacrifice because these things are disappearing so i thought that was a really great episode as well the third one's about this um uh, I can't remember which state in America they said it was, but every Christmas they, like, pardon a prisoner or something. I didn't think that episode was that great. That episode's actually got Stephen Yeun, who was in uh, Walking Dead for, for several seasons, played Glenn on that show. Um, 
I, I I don't know. I didn't really think that much of the the third episode. There was some weird stuff they tried to do, and I didn't think it worked that great. Uh, the the next episode is about this. Uh, it's something to do with the presidency. I only watched like the first couple of minutes, and then decided to watch something else. But um, yeah, that's pretty much outside of the you know Walking Dead, Better Call Saul, Westworld, and obviously Disney Plus stuff, which I'll talk about next week for the streaming service review. Uh, that's most of the things I've been watching. So um, has anybody seen any of those shows? I was curious to look into the the Dare Me one. The trailer for that came up on my Netflix recommendations earlier, and it looked like it it could be quite intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's not like... in my normal area, but it yeah. looked like it quite it, it, the kind of from what I got from the little kind of trailer clips on Netflix, it looked like it was quite well acted and mm. um, didn't necessarily do what you expected it to. It's all, if I could pitch it. In a particular way. It's sort of like, you know how the first season of Riverdale was fairly good and then it fell off? It's sort of like if you take that first season of Riverdale, make it a lot better and make it also more serious and adult. Because there's just, it's just not really that, there's really not that much sort of networky, teen kind of silly drama. That it, it just feels a lot more serious and a lot more adult. So it's sort of like if you take something like that, because it does still have obviously teenage teenage characters and certain mm. adult characters uh not really the same as sabrina because obviously that's got all the supernatural spell witchy kind of stuff in it but it's all like if you took one of them kinds of shows and just made it better more adult and more kind of serious which is uh what some of those shows kind of need so um yeah that's uh kind of my pitch for that i suppose but yeah usually something about cheerleaders cheerleaders isn't something i'd watch but uh it's, it's been fairly good so far um anything else from that list you recognize i know i've talked about the outsider and bojack uh, a couple of times before, but this will probably be the last time because they're well finished now. So, um, Robert, have you seen or heard of any of those shows? Uh, heard of, yeah. I mean, I, Bojack comes up in my Netflix queue every now and then. I've never gotten around to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that gets tagged at the start for CBS uh, All Access, I'm not going to be able to see right. because anything like that is uh, app subscription locked over here in the United States. So it'll never show up on Hulu. It'll never show up on uh, Amazon Video unless I buy it. It'll never show up on Netflix <laughs> or anything like that. And I'm not spending 10 bucks a month to watch Picard as much as I was meh on the first episode. Um, yeah, I could just pass on that. Um, the rest, yeah, I've heard a little bit about, but I've never really seen that much on. The, the what, sorry? I said the rest of them, yeah, I've I've heard, but I've never really gotten into. Okay. Um, yeah, that's on, uh, excuse me, I just, the, uh, my drink went down the wrong hole. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, yeah, the Twilight Zone, that's on, uh, as has a, 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 a box set on, uh, Sci-Fi UK in um yeah in the uk so if you have now tv or sky you should have access to all 10 episodes i think they expire in may or june i remember seeing kind of a date for that so you might want to watch that i mean there's still the whole of april to go through so uh if you're interested in that that's on there so um yeah that's uh pretty much uh my stuff um let's go to uh bex next what have you been watching lately bex yeah before i say anything have you actually covered sabrina the uh, chilling adventures on the channel no not a single piece of it cool so. it's just because you mentioned it a couple of times yeah. and i was like i know oh, i've, have you I've seen cool. yeah i've seen the first season and the first episode of season two that's about as far as I've no gone, worries so no worries yeah. as long as i'm not covering ground you've already trod that's fine <laughs> okay cool sorry <laughs> hey, well you mentioned uh the chilling adventures of sabrina yeah. a couple of times and uh yeah i i um the, the shortest review i 
can ever give of it. It's terrible, but I've watched all three seasons. And the only reason I've stopped watching it is because I've run out of episodes. But I still maintained it's um, it's not good, but I'm apparently still watching it and will probably continue watching it when there are more episodes. So I don't quite know how that goes down as a as, as the shortest review ever, but it's um, it's weird and its existence is weird as well because... Obviously, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, it's from the same world as Riverdale. It's connected to the Archie comics series. And uh, Sabrina originally came out in, in the early 60s as a comic book series. And then in the 90s, we had the, uh, for anyone who's kind of in their mid-30s, the Melissa Joan Hart comedy teenage mm-hmm. live action series we had on children's TV. That came out in the 90s. So that's kind of my understanding of it. And um yeah, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is based on a later comic book series uh, from 2014 that they then adapted into this Netflix series. I think it jumped around a bit before it ended up on on Netflix. And it's it, 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 it it's like watching things like Gotham, you know? Right, it's, yeah. Half the time it doesn't quite make sense. It contradicts itself. The budget's varied. The acting quality's varied. But somehow it's it's that trash TV kind of thing it, it's teenage but it's also quite dark and violent in places mm. and it seems to jump between comedic tones and things that are actually quite not not necessarily hugely gory but reasonably gruesome there is blood there is death and um it's it's quite a strange mix they don't quite know what they're doing they're just kind of throwing stuff and seeing what sticks and it's bizarre when you see a character in a in a in a scene talking to another character in a scene, and it's like two different people have directed them. Right. So yeah. our 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 last playing Sabrina is playing the scene entirely straight, completely and utterly straight. And then Michelle Gomez, who uh, people may know from things like Doctor Who, where she played Missy, the version of the Master, um, she is completely chewing the scenery and hamming it up. So you have one character saying things completely, completely and utterly seriously and the other character going, oh, no. Oh, but if you wanted to do that, don't do that. But if you want to, there's a book just over there you could use, but don't do that. And then the the character playing it totally seriously takes the book and does the thing. And um, it's it's very, very bizarre. And um, but it, it is kind of entertaining trash telly. You don't have to think too much about it. They've thrown a bunch of very attractive teenagers at it. You know, everyone is kind of um, all the young people have very good gym memberships. That's all I can say. Every teenager in this small backwater town has been given the best gym membership possible. Um, and. It, it It is a bizarre mix, but it is kind of intriguing and kind of fun in a really kind of campy, horror-y, weird way. And um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to anyone as good, but if you want something to kill time right now, <laughs> it's, it's entertaining. You're not going to have to think too hard. It is ridiculous and, and teenage, plus has magic and plot holes and... Um, it, it, it also just they keep escalating the plot as well. Um, it starts off and it's kind of teenage half witch people that know the, the vague plot line. It's the same. Weirdly, the plot line is vaguely the same, at least to start with in all the versions, be that the comedy Melissa Joan Hart version or this very serious blood filled version. The, the, the setup is exactly the same, which is quite bizarre as someone who's seen both versions. Uh, but then obviously they diverge at the 1.1 gets very murdery and killy and the teenage one I watched as a kid obviously not so much and 
it, it is kind of entertaining, sort of going, what on earth is going to happen next? And the character of Sabrina just ignores everybody's good advice and, and it, everything that goes wrong is practically her fault. This is the, yeah. it, it, someone says, do not mess with this. This will ruin the, 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 the equivalent of like it, the, the world. This will cause the world to end. Don't do that. And she'll be like, I think I'm going to do that. Then just not tell anyone. And <laughs> she consistently makes choices that mean that I think if you kind of actually worked it all out, you could probably do a nice, you know, a, a Venn diagram of things that go wrong in Sabrina's world, causing possibly the world to end, friends to die, literally all hell to rain loose. And the Venn diagram of is it Sabrina's fault and do things go wrong would just be a circle. Um, <laughs> she causes more things to go wrong in that town than literally the demons she is fighting against. Um, but yeah, it's it's complete trash telly. But if and, and I, I, if I if I had any embarrassment, I'd be embarrassed to say I'd watched all three seasons of it. But thankfully, I, I don't own any of that, so <laughs> I'm just owning it. The same way I watched the whole of Gotham, even though that is equally ridiculous. Characters kept dying and coming back to life, and the plot holes were so large you could have fit another series in them. And it's another one like that, really. Very very silly. <laughs> Yeah, with with Sabrina and Gotham, when you're kind of watching them, you're thinking like, okay, there, there's some good ideas in both those Somewhere. types of shows. Yeah. <laughs> but you kind of look at them and think like, I wish you were a better TV show. You know what I mean? Like you sort of look at them and think like, okay, if you were a lot better, well, it it would obviously just be a better show. But like, if you stop trying to, well, be what you are, you can be a better TV show. And they just they just don't quite do that. Um, but yeah, I sort of know what you mean with, with with some of the things you just said. Um, I remember when I, um, what was it, season two, or part two, whatever they're calling it, part two came out, and then I didn't get to it straight away, um, and then uh, part three came out, and I was like, I might try and uh, catch up a little bit with the show. I kept seeing trailers and kept seeing it, like, you know, uh, little posters and stuff on, on, on different places, and I kind of thought, like, okay, this likes, this looks like a show that should continued to be at least good and then watched the trailer for season two and i was like oh this looks like it, it could be fairly good obviously trailers like one to two minutes so it doesn't give you some of the more boring and slow stuff and then um yeah just kind of had the same the same thought when i was watching because like i said i've only seen the first episode of season two and haven't quite gone back since but it was sort of like i just wish the show was just just better just in it just they've replaced better with um the word mental so yeah. <laughs> season one is the most sensible one season two just ramps up the let's just throw crazy stuff in here and season three just goes yeah let's outdo ourselves let's one-up ourselves with how extreme we want to take how ridiculous this is so by the point of season three any comments of if they just did this better go out the window because the basic plot is so preposterous Mm. (laughs) um that yeah it's like for people that watch things like supernatural that Mm -hmm. makes uh, a lot more sense and is a lot more sensible and relaxed and uh, restrained compared to the chilling adventures of sabrina um Mm -hmm. and that that series goes quite bizarre in places but yeah it just they ramp it up series one by by comparison to to sort of the end of series three series one looks like a documentary of normal school life (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah, if you want to watch something, just slowly, you know, give up any even attempt to be making any sense, then, yeah, keep watching it. it, it it's verging on 
the level of ridiculous now of things like Hercules the Legendary Journeys, I would say. Okay. Right. It's it's that level of silly. Yeah. And um I think I that it starts to become charming how ridiculous it is somehow. <laughs> uh, yeah, not good, but nah, it's 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 an entertaining time waster. <laughs> it's a very entertaining time waster. <laughs> Have you uh, seen any of it, Robert? Uh no, see I'm not a fan of taking something and then completely flipping it into being dark and moody and broody for the sake of being dark and broody and moody, which is why I've never seen an episode of Riverdale because I grew up on the Archie comics. Mm-hmm. And mm. as soon as I realized, holy crap, that's what that is, <laughs> I refused to even watch it. And then I saw oh, they were rebooting Sabrina. Oh, cool. I saw they were rebooting Sabrina and it's going to be in that same universe. I'm just like, you know, it's very much um, the American version, American Idol, one of the original uh, um, judges was just like, yeah, it's going to be a no for me, dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. can actually well, it... find that as a meme. Yeah, it's... Uh... Everything yeah. okay? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my, my cat's just being fussy, so I don't know if my mic's picking that up or not. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what you're hearing is my cat wanting attention right now. Because I've only <laughs> been stuck in my home for two weeks. I mean, surely she's, he's over me by now. Nope, apparently not. No, nope. uh, but yeah, the, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is based on a comic book series because they um, made this side version in the comic books. So things like Riverdale and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina are adaptations of comics, just newer, darker. For, but yeah, kind of darker for the sake of it. Comics, um, and which were exceedingly well received. Looking at the the figures um, of a quick kind of glance on Wikipedia, um, it did it did quite well. The only thing I have a complaint about Sabrina, apart from the fact it's terrible trash TV, is that Salem's hardly in it. Salem's hardly in it. Best yeah. thing about the, the Mr. Joan Hart series, talking sarcastic cat. Loved it. And this one, Salem is hardly in it, which I think was a massive shame. If you've got a familiar, which is a, a much more powerful thing in, in this version of Sabrina, it's um it's kind of like a familiar, it's sort of a demon just looking like an animal so it can pass around the regular world and then they hardly ever use it and they show it to be powerful and then just sort of go like oh i think we've kind of broken the plot slightly if we use that so we'll just um put that cat to one side for the most part and it just walks through and meows occasionally and i wanted it to talk um we'll put that on the the, the massive stack of things wrong with it <laughs> but then again i'm still watching so you know Mm-hmm. Can't really say. I, I, you know, I can, I can sit here with my film degree and, and criti- critique it to the ends of the earth, but I'm still watching it. So they've, they've obviously done something right. Uh, and it's probably the fact, yeah, I used to watch a lot of Hercules and Xeno Warrior Princess as a as a kid rather than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was just going to say for um, Sabrina, I'd still say, you yeah, know, still worth watching. Still some, some good stuff in there. Uh, although, you know, as we've just... Uh, kind of described it uh, but Riverdale just don't uh, don't go near it it's uh, turned into something very weird um, so I still watch the uh, Alex Myers videos on that but I don't actually watch the show he does like a 10 minute video once a month and uh, yeah don't uh, just uh, let, let's avoid that one <laughs> I think so um, cool what, what else have you been watching apart from Sabrina I recently finished series two of Altered Carbon. Mm. Um, Altered Carbon is based on a cyberpunk book series of the same name, um, which I which I am generally a fan of. So when they decided they were going to make it as a series on Netflix, I was like massively interested 
in that and could not wait for it to come out. The first series is really, really good. Um, the second series is good, but it isn't up to quite the same level. Uh, you can watch the series independently. So I would definitely say if you like your kind of cyberpunky people in the future like people can't die because they're well they've got things in the back of their neck that have their personality and you can just be put into a new clone body or obtained body and things like that and uh, the first series has a really really interesting plot line where somebody was killed and they've they're they've their brains then put into a clone body but they're missing a chunk of memory because they've done it on effectively a cloud backup version which is missing a few hours so they take this particular character who's our main character and they say, solve my murder. So it has a really interesting, it has several different interwoven plots and that is kind of the backbone plot of he's been woken up and told, you need to solve my murder because I need to know who this was. And it goes into loads of really interesting concepts. How does removing death from human beings' lives affect them? Uh, Only, of course, the rich have the ability to just keep putting themselves into a 25-year-old version of themselves over and over and over as long as they want. The poor people, maybe you can't clone your body. Maybe you're having to to deal with a rented one that because you've been injured and they use prisoners' bodies and things like that so you might find that you wake up after being injured in a completely different body type of a different age a different gender just trying to kind of keep living um how does this affect you but with a price tag on immortality affect human beings and some really really interesting stuff with characters that have been alive for hundreds of years and seen all these changes in the world and a really, really interesting series. Um, also good budget, good effects and some really interesting characters that drive it forward. And the first series I was very, very enamoured with. I thought it was really, really well put together. Um, the the second series that I've just finished, although they cast, because obviously actors can change however they want because mm-hmm. the human body is something you can sleeve yourself into so they can just keep changing actors whenever they need to. I think I preferred the new actor playing the primary character, but I didn't like the new primary plot thread. So yeah, that makes sense. I enjoyed it, but I didn't care anywhere near as much about the resolution to this plot arc. Mm -hmm. So, and it had a lot more of my favorite character who is a hotel, which will make sense if you watch the series, had a lot more of my favorite character in it. And I was basically watching for him more than I was the main character, even though I really liked the new actor playing the main character. Um, but I would definitely say to people, if you like stuff that is cool cyberpunk sci-fi type stuff, but also has some really interesting thoughts and ideas on very kind of you know, existential, I guess, things to do with the human condition, then there's some really cool stuff that goes on in that first series. And the two series are set 30 years apart, so you can just watch the first one and if you get bored of the second one, it, it's it's a completely separate storyline, so that's okay. Um, there's also did an anime film as well, which I watched uh, just a few days ago, which is set between, or is it? It might be it might be set just before the first season, actually. And um, that's that's quite interesting and nice. You do need to have watched the at least the first series to know kind of what on earth it's about but it's an animated sort of one hour film that's straight to netflix um very nicely animated very computer gamey animation going on the slightly cell shaded kind of look um whoever made it has basically watched ghost in the shell a lot incredibly famous 
Japanese cyberpunk film from um, 1991. Very, very genre defining movie that uh, The Matrix was heavily influenced by it, like ridiculously heavily influenced by it. And whoever made this um, altered carbon re-sleeved one just keeps throwing in direct homages in the music and the camera angles and stuff to, to Ghost in the Shell, which was a very weird deja vu experience. But that was kind of cool as a one-off for anyone that has watched both series and wants something extra. It's sort of a little standalone separate storyline set before um, any of the other stuff was. But yeah, so it was weird to be slightly disappointed because I've been really, really looking forward to the second series. And there's nothing wrong with it, but it just didn't have as much of an intriguing plot line i think have you watched any of this one um i saw the first i think six or seven episodes of the first season and kind of just mm-hmm. just fell off of it uh, i can't remember exactly why just i i just sort of fell away from it um i'm interested with season two that's anthony mackie isn't it obviously from yeah uh, he's the, really the good MCU and stuff uh so I'm, I'm interested to see what he can bring to the table and that just haven't got around to to, to the show um but uh, yeah, there's the the resleeved thing, uh, like you talked about as well. I'm interested to see what that's like. Um, yeah, he had some good ideas and stuff. Uh, you know, the whole resleeving kind of thing, similar to somewhat similar to what is kind of going on in uh, Westworld uh, as well. Obviously, with the the the, uh, the marble stuff with the brains, but this is like a sleeve thing in Westworld. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what Anthony Mackie can kind of bring to the table as well. Uh, so you, you kind of said that like. You were interested in the different actor, but the the just the story wasn't as good as the first one. Yeah, I much prefer the kind of crime solving type backbone storyline. Um, he's I don't want to give away what the other storylines of the first series are because they kind of involve big reveals. But I I felt that the second season just for me, I liked some of the storylines, but the kind of primary spine that was driving it, I was less interested in. Which is partly just down to personal preference. I also just right thought it was less intriguing um and i felt some of the more the, the subplots in the second season i actually thought were more interesting than the main one but mackie does bring a lot more likability to um Takeshi kovac's character in the first series a lot of people complained that the actor whether that was what he brought to the table or what the director brought to the table was too dry and two kind of just stone faced and um, didn't have enough personality in the first series. I had no problem with that. I thought it worked with the character because he he'd been sort of on ice effectively. He hadn't, he hadn't been in the world for a very long time. He's a very broken person and he's a military person and things like that. So it kind of worked because this series has a 30 year gap between the plots of one and two He's basically lightened up a bit (laughs) and he has a bit more personality and um, a sense of humor and things like that. So he was he was more likable. There's also a twist bit I don't want to go into in the second season with Kovac that also I really liked as well. But that's a that's like a reveal halfway through the the second season. Um, And it's cool. And I do always like the fact they use a lot of um sort of flashbacks and, and memories and stuff in these ones so you can see the same character being played by multiple actors in a in a single series as well and how he has changed over the years so yeah i do prefer the first series but the second series is definitely worth watching cool so do do you know get through that bit you're having trouble with in season one because it does pick up again and yeah and if you want to watch season two you you need to have watched um season one okay 
definitely. Um, Robert, have you seen any Altered Carbon on Netflix? I keep meaning to, and then I keep just going to something else. It's been on my, I got to do that at some point, and then it just never happens, and I honestly don't have a reason why. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, what was the other show you wanted to talk about, Bex? I thought I would flash back slightly to one of my favorite series, which is Orphan Black. I know you've sort of covered this at the time when it was airing, yeah. but I think it's a series that doesn't get enough love in general. I, I definitely agree with that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's incredibly well put together. And Tatiana Maslany, who I don't look like, no matter how many people <laughs> tell me I do, um, uh. is a absolutely phenomenal actress. Um, the basic premise for From Black for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's a Canadian sci-fi thriller. It's kind of a biopunk storyline involving clones and um, self-aware clones that reason they realise they are the property of a company and how they then react to that. And Tatiana Maslany is basically playing almost everyone. Yeah. And this, she is she is an incredible actor. The range is phenomenal. The fact that she is acting to nobody and then they're compositing in two other recordings of her sometimes. Um, absolutely amazing. And the, the plot is just because it's a, a fixed length series as well. They wrote it as being a particular length. They ended the... the the show when they had finished the main plot like it was always going to be a certain length which i really like in shows so there's no real filler in there it is just continuing storyline and it escalates really well it has a proper conclusion they explain everything they wrap everything up and it's a wonderful piece of in some ways it's kind of science fiction but it's very much within our reach kind of science fiction there's only a a, f- a few steps between where we are now and something like this being a possibility and i think the way they handle it and they look at it is really really well put together it also manages to cover some really big issues and serious stuff Mm. whilst also containing a lot of moments of natural comedy of life how how human beings are managing to inject the humor that even in terrible situations that you have and bits of normal everyday life in the mix of this backdrop and I think they did that incredibly well to balance the human drama aspects with the slice of life type bits but also with aware human clones who are owned by a company who are then trying to exert power over them and yeah that could it could have been ridiculous and silly and non-believable and they managed to get hit every note right in it and basically make it into something that completely completely works and yeah contains an actress who if people don't cast her for bigger things i will be amazed and they will be in the wrong because she is just insanely talented i i did not stop at any point and think she'd ever done a step wrong in that especially when she's playing a character who is pretending to be a different character (laughs) yeah how yeah. meta can you get with your acting when you're pretending to be one <laughs> character who's trying to imitate another character and making it so it's obvious to the audience that this is character A pretending to be character B. That's right. a, a level the same of person. nuance. Yeah. yeah, a level of nuance in acting um, that's just... Yeah, I, I don't know how long she spent studying and learning these characters, but you honest to God believe you are looking at a range of completely different human beings. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up Orphan Black because I I think I was scrolling through Netflix like maybe two days ago or something. And I came across I think it was like 
popular on Netflix or we recommend for you, even though I've already seen it. Because uh, Netflix still likes to do that, recommend you. Uh, it's like with The Witcher. I remember when I, I watched it, obviously, in the, the, the all in one day and did the podcast. And then, like, two days later, I was getting emails from Netflix of, like, hey, you might enjoy The Witcher. It's like, yeah, I already watched it. Uh, but they like to do that sort of thing, don't they? Um, mm. It's... Uh, yeah, I remember when I was, I was scrolling through the other day and I came across Orphan Black and then I just sort of paused for a moment and went, yeah, why don't more people talk about this show? This show was brilliant and uh, especially, you know, uh, Tat- what's the actress's name again? I can't pronounce it properly. Tatiana Maslany. Tatiana, yeah. Um, like, why, why don't more people talk about her, not just one performance, the multiple performances that she does? Um, but yeah, whenever I'm like, you know, on social media and stuff and seeing people talk about TV shows, it's very rarely that Orphan Black actually comes up and... Uh, it's a big shame, uh, especially as some people watch shows that are significantly worse than that, uh, like like certain reality <laughs> like shows. Certain and, ones and things, yeah. or certain shows I've even mentioned in this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't I wasn't meaning Sabrina. I was just meaning when people say like about like Only Wears Essex and Love Island and stuff like that, and I'm like, okay, well, no one's watching uh, Orphan Black at the moment, but um, yeah, it's, it's certainly a show that does deserve as much recognition as possible. But um, yeah, I mean, the people that saw it at least uh, enjoyed it. I think. So, um, yeah, great performance. I, I I don't know what she's doing now, but uh, I haven't seen her in anything since that. But uh, I'd I'd hope that, like like you said, I'd hope that she would uh, pick up some more some more jobs. So, um, we shall see. Yeah. yeah, Robert, did you watch any of this one? Oh, I loved Orphan Black. Yeah, and we the have thing another that one. Impressed, <laughs> yeah, the thing that impressed me most about Tatiana's performance is that when she was a different character physically even though she's the same person she looked like a different character like when yeah. she was a soccer mom she was all um you know in the yoga pants and the sweat and looking a little frumpy but you know soccer momish. and then when she was a street rat she was a little bit more closed up a little bit cagey ice skittering about a little bit and then when she was the power businesswoman you know all trim and um you know quaffed up and had that look of somebody that had been in power all their life and then you get into the other characters and it you think, you know, it just it's the little physicalities of that, mm. that that really sold me on that. And that doesn't get talked about enough as well. Yeah, the character studies she's done, the, the way she holds herself, her mannerisms, like if she purses her lips or not. It just Every character has a complete set of mannerisms, behaviours, and is as well studied as, as if that was the only character you were playing and you'd been playing that character for 10 years. Mm. Um, absolutely yeah phenomenal which is why you can tell if what you're looking at is character a or character b or character a pretending to be character b (laughs) because she knows how to blend those things and i can't think of another actor off the top of my head who's done that to that degree and definitely not with that many completely distinct characters Mm. definitely not that many characters but there Mm. are some uh, actors that go through physical changes but that's usually just for one role yeah like with tom hanks in his role in the castaway you had the fat tom hanks and then you had the skinny tom hanks to represent the extended time on the island mm-hmm. and of course everybody's familiar with the story of raging bull and robert de niro a couple other actors and actresses have gone through radical weight changes up and down uh for things like that yeah but that's uh, a, that's that, method acting whereas what yeah. she was doing is swapping maybe 10 times a day oh yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she's taking a break just to give her brain a rest <laughs> that's probably a good call yeah yeah let yeah. me look her up here on imdb real quick see what she's got in the pipeline if there's anything coming up because i i'm in full agreement with you max it was an amazing show 
Cool. Um, I just well, hope they don't try to reboot it or do something stupid like that. Yeah, that would be a stupid idea. So, um, was there another show that you were going to mention, Bex? Uh, no, the other th- any other thing I've watched recently is Paradise Hills, but I talked about that on Geek Town, so I don't know if you want me to talk about it here or not. Uh, no, people can go and listen to uh, Well, they should be listening to Geek Town uh, in the first place. Okay, cool. uh, Geek... Yeah, then I won't do it. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, geektown.co.uk if you want to check out all that. Of course, for your TV and film news, that's run by David. Of course, my uh, Walking Dead, Better Call Saul and Westworld uh, co-host. Um, yeah, Geek Town Radio, iTunes, Spotify, all that sort of stuff. You can uh, quite easily find that. That's on Tuesday, so uh, have a look out for that as well. Um, Robert, Hello. did you manage to find what hey, you were looking that's, for? That's huh? very interesting. What? Yeah, um, well, she's done a few things. She did uh, uh, a short called Souls of Totality, which sounds interesting. She did a couple episodes of Drunk History, which is a um, weird series. Uh, she did a couple episodes of Troll Hunters. Um, the hmm. the one that kind of really caught my eye and just like, like okay, that came out of nowhere, is uh, HBO is doing a reboot of the old 60s lawyer drama Perry Mason. Really? She, yes. And she plays a character called Sister Alice. And apparently she's on five episodes. Okay. Uh, five, six. I mean, out of all the weird-ass things to reboot, Perry Mason? Hmm. It's also, anything with a known also, name, I guess. why does HBO need to do that? Yeah. <laughs> that, that show for, for... And this is, this is out... This is older than me, so that tells you how long ago it was. It was a show that ran... From 1957 to 1966, famously star, um, starring Raymond Burr, Barbara Hale, William Hopper. Uh, if you don't know those names, then you're not watching the right movies and TV shows. But cool, we'll have a look out for that. But yeah, I'm surprised as to yeah. HBO needing to do that because they got their shows already and they got HBO Max on the way. So, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we shall look out for that for uh, her performance. Um, do you want me to do a better lead-in to saying about Paradise Hills? I didn't realise you were going to go into a live link. Hmm? Do you want me to do a better oh, lead-in to Paradise Hills? Because I kind of I didn't realise it was going to be a live link to Geek Town and Lefton. Um, uh, people can go and listen to the uh, Geek Town episode and see what cool. you Just because my tone of voice was very flippant and stuff because <laughs> I didn't I was just meant it as a as a as a as a general question. Okay. Um, but yeah. Okay, as long as as long as you think it sounded okay, because I was not in, um, yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's fine. Yeah, people can check out the uh, Geek Town episode from uh, yeah just yesterday. So no, uh, that's, as long as my tone of voice, because I dropped off presenting tone of voice and just <laughs> said, should I talk about this or you know should I not? Um, which I'm aware is obviously not how I would normally present. Um, um, all right. Before we go into the other, because that was the shows that you wanted to talk about, wasn't it, Bex? Those ones. So. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Uh, before we move into what Robert wants to discuss, let's quickly do some housekeeping. Let you know what else we've been doing on Entertainment Talk. We'll see you for that in just a minute. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes, and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. 
that's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment and then all you need to do is support us at the one dollar level tier that will get you access to all of the ad free podcasts that we've done in, in the past and get you access to all the ad free podcasts in that month as well so it's a great way to support us on entertainment talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad free podcasts you can also become a patron at the three dollar level tier that gets you access to ad free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a tv show or a film of entirely your choice that's one per month for either a tv show or a film review which is at the three dollar level tier as always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, as of today, of course, we've had uh, the Walking Dead po- uh, podcast for this week, Season 10, Episode 13. Uh, the season is not going to get cut by an episode, but the last episode, uh, Episode 16, is going to be later in the year due to what's going on in the world at the moment. I don't know Tix you need to uh, explain that. But uh, yeah, so we've got at least two episodes left, um, which is going to be 14 and 15 the next two weeks, so look out for those. Uh, other TV shows we did today, uh, of course, me and David also covered Westworld today, Season 3, Episode 2, so Westworld is still continuing on HBO and Sky Atlantic so you can listen to those as well um did a podcast talking about uh, 20 different TV shows that I recommend that have either finished or are going to be getting or like on a final season or have a final season coming soon uh, both comedies and dramas so a mix of things in there um, so you can go and listen to that uh, David did a similar list as well he talked about 10 uh, feel good TV shows you can go and uh, read that on geektown.co.uk as a written article so uh, check out both of those if you're looking for some uh, TV recommendations uh, at uh, at the moment of course because some of you are stuck at home and, and whatnot and just some TV recommendations and stuff um, what else have we been doing gaming talk last week uh, we talked about the Xbox Series X and uh, some save state stuff and how you can switch between games really quite easily uh, we talked about Warner Brothers games and we talked about E3 as an event as well uh, later today or after we, once we finish doing this we are going to be talking about the quote unquote PlayStation reveal uh, that we saw last week uh, so we'll be talking about that as well uh, we've got an updated podcast for Batwoman season 1 episode 15 so you can look out for that as well and uh yeah of course there's no tv uh, sorry no uh, film podcast at the moment because well things like quiet place haven't come out yet because of the current events and also the um football podcast is of course paused at the moment because well that can't be played either at the moment so uh yeah plenty of stuff still uh, gaming wise tv wise and, and uh, other stuff on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms and like i said go and check out geek town radio on geektown.co.uk and on well, podcast platforms as well uh, Robert, what did you want to talk about today for TV shows? Well, not counting the, the CW superhero stuff that we cover on the other podcast, there's only really been two series that have been consistently keeping my attention. And then one uh, docu series, documentary series that just finished up on Netflix. So the first show is called Manifest. It's mm-hmm. a very, very heavily influenced by uh, Lost. Uh, it's by a guy. It was created by a guy named uh, Jeff Rake. Uh, he's done a lot of stuff. He was an executive producer on The Mysteries of Laura. He was a co-executive producer on The Tomorrow People, and he consulted on the 2012-2013 uh, run of Beauty and the Beast, uh, Hawthorne. He did a short stint on Bones. He did a stint on both Boston Legal and The Practice. So the guy's been in the industry for a very, very long time. And both the series that I have to talk about are just stuffed full of star powers. It's like insane, the star power on both of these shows. So Manifest is currently in season two. 
Uh, the basic premise of the show is that there's a flight from Jamaica to America, and the flight disappears and then reappears five and a half years later, and nobody's aged a single day. And then after all that happens, everybody that was on the plane uh, gets voices in their head, and, and it leads them to be in the exact right spot in the exact right time to, you know, further the plot forward with, the, you know, rescuing this person and helping that person and so on and so forth. So the main run of the story uh, surrounds the Stone family. There's a Michaela Stone, who's played by Melissa Roxborough, uh, you've probably seen something that she's been in. She did Valor. Uh, she had a couple episodes on, on Legends of Tomorrow. She had a couple episodes on Arrow. Had a couple episodes on uh, Supernatural. So big into that. Uh, she plays a cop in the series. So anytime there's like any kind of like investigative stuff to be done, then uh, it's a convenient plot point for her because she's a cop and she's investigating it. Uh, and then her, there's her brother, Ben Stone played by Josh Dallas. Uh, you would recognize him as uh, Prince Charming from the Once Upon a Time run. Uh, he was also on a few other things here and there. He did uh, an episode on Doctor Who. Uh, he did uh, The Descent Part 2. A uh, couple other things, a little here and there. He was actually Fandral on the Thor movie. So, uh, you know, so he's been in a lot of things. And he's kind of a math science uh professor type guys when time there's like big brain thinking they uh, bring him in and then uh michaela stone's partner is jared velasquez played by jr ramirez uh he played wildcat on the arrow series he was in uh jessica jones season two he was in power uh he was in uh, house of pain hacendia heights so he's been around the industry for a while and so just all this thingness happens and right now we're in season two uh, one of the passengers has set him up to be a semi-cult leader running a church. And then there's an anti, uh, what they call, Xers, because they've been X'd out of existence for eight and a half year, five and a half years uh, for that flight. And they're basically starting up a hate group, and these two groups are starting to clash a little bit. Plus, there's all the, the pseudo-supernatural stuff of, you know, they get the vision, and then they go and do the thing. Uh, but it's very well written. If you're, a big, you know, if you're a fan of Lost or you're a fan of Supernatural before you know, season 10, and they just started throwing stuff up against the wall to see if it works or not. Uh, this is a very good uh, itch to scratch. And, and it's on ABC, so I don't know which streaming service that's on in the UK or if you can even get it. Uh, but if you get a chance, definitely at least take, check out the first couple episodes because it's really interesting. It's on uh, Sky One over here, or Sky one of the Sky channels. It's on Now TV or Sky if you've got uh, access to those. Uh, same as, you know, Twilight Zone and stuff. Um yeah, I, I remember watching the first, I think it was four or five episodes, and uh, I'm not going to say what they did, because obviously spoilers, but there was something that they did really early on, Robert probably knows what I'm talking about, and the thing that they did made me think like, okay, have you got any intention of giving me any answers? It was something very specific that, that they did, and then, um, uh, yeah, then I kind of looked again at like, okay, how many episodes is this? Is is this like a twenty-three episode thing? And I think it what, what was it, sixteen or eighteen episodes for the first season? And yeah, kinda, about that. And then I kind of just thought like, okay, not right now. Like if I if I gave the show another chance or something, but uh, I mean, so you probably know what I'm talking about. What happens early oh, yeah. in in season one? Do they recover from that fairly well? I guess things get interesting and that's all i'm gonna say i'm not gonna say whether it's a full resolve or a partial resolve let's just say 
the beat goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the thing happened, and I was like, "Wait a second, why are you doing that?" <laughs> and then uh, yeah, just uh, I I just kind of fell off of it after that. So, but yeah, it's on the, the box. It's available on uh, Sky if you want to go and see that. They'll presumably have season two whenever they get that. Or they they might even be airing that at the moment. I'm not sure because I haven't actually checked. But we're um, about eight episodes into season two, so I don't know if it'd make it over there yet or not. Okay, uh, I'm not sure if the show's going to be like weekly or a box set because, like I said, I haven't, I haven't actually checked. Um, Bex, is this, is this a show you've uh, heard of or watched or anything like that? I haven't. We had a whole spate of these kind of shows at one point. Like yeah. the, the Returned was another one. I love various that. things with people vanishing and then appearing back later with uh, no aging and and uh, some kind of mission or reason for coming back. And these kind of shows, if they're done well. They're really, really good, but they they have to be written so well, or I find Things them really, really part. frustrating. Yeah. yeah, obviously, Lost suffered from the writer's strike, and they just had to put other people writing the plot, which completely and utterly broke it. Um, so yeah, usually with things like this, I wait till the whole thing is finished. Mm-hmm. I ask other people, did it actually solve the thing? Did it actually answer the questions or did they try and drag it out and make it longer than it should be, which also happened to have lost. And um, then I decide if I want to watch it then, because for me, if the payoff doesn't work, I'll just be annoyed for weeks about it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely watch the first five episodes because the thing happens and I'm not going to say anything past that, but if if you don't like the first five, then you're not going to like the rest of it. But it's, I'm, I'm a big fan of it because I was a big fan of lost until it went, uh, in you know went bonkers and then uh and this is a really good feeling for that for me personally at least cool. have I they thought... said how many seasons it's going to be is it a fixed length no very few very few seasons will commit to being a fixed length or not yeah we need more breaking bad stuff like that <laughs> I, yeah. I mean hell they killed off buffy and then gave her two more seasons so hmm. yeah <laughs> uh but yeah like like I said, yeah, I, I just kind of dropped off a bit once they once they did that thing. But uh, I mean, it's good good to follow. I guess Bex's advice with this, like if once a show is like, once a show like that, which can have you know un, unsatisfying answers and stuff, once it's finished, which obviously we don't know when that's going to be, uh, then ask around and see uh, if the show still stands up. I'm guessing uh, Robert will have that answer for us in an undetermined amount of time. So <laughs> we shall see. But uh, um, yeah, speaking of Lost, I I still loved lost i know a lot of people had uh their issues with it and i i understand those issues but uh it's uh because i, I kind of went in with the same feeling of like oh a mystery around the plane not necessarily an island because obviously lost had the whole island stuff mm. going on because uh, the plane well isn't really in most of the series um but i i kind of looked at that, that as well and was like oh i wonder if that can scratch the sort of lost itch and it kind of did in like a really small way and then they did the thing and then I just dropped off. So that was uh, my journey so far with uh, Manifest. So that's on NBC, did you say? ABC. A- ABC, okay. Yeah, so, House uh, Mouse. Cool, yeah. <laughs> Another thing that they have. Um, is it available? Are like all the box sets on there now, or is it like on Hulu or something? Or uh, Well, it's a live broadcast on ABC, and then I can watch it on demand on Hulu. Okay. Uh, past that, I don't know because the streaming service services are very different here in the states and there in the uk which we had a whole podcast about and i think i confused you even more <laughs> yeah i still don't uh quite understand all of american television but you it's just the way that things are rolled out and sort of lined up over there different 
things in different places, but uh, that's the streaming wars for you. Different rights in different places. So, um, what was the other show you wanted to talk about? Uh, the other show is called A Million Little Things. It's also ABC. It's very much in the lane of This Is Us. Okay. Um, but with like more swings and bigger notes. Uh, it's produced by DJ Nash. Uh, he also has a long history in the uh, industry. He did executive producer on Truth Be Told and Growing Up Fisher and Guys With Kids and Up All Night. He did a short run on Bent, uh, Traffic Lights, Hank, uh, Till Death, and Accidentally On Purpose. So if you're familiar with any of those shows, he's uh, either executive or co-executive produced uh, them as well. Also, another show with a massive star power to it uh, and it revolves around kind of one family one broken family and one single guy uh the broken family is david giotoni who plays uh, eddie seville he was also on uh grim he played nick burkhart um so that's kind of the big thing that you would have seen him in i don't know if privileged ever made it over to the states but he was in that as well and he plays a uh, covering alcoholic uh, guitar player in a defunct band his wife is grace park who is obviously best known for her role as boomer in the Battlestar galactica reboot obviously she's done a ton of stuff since then uh the single guy is is played by james roday who you would remember as the main character uh john uh, spencer in uh also done a ton of stuff Uh, he's a single guy and he eventually uh, gets into relationship with allison miller who's also been in a ton of stuff. She's in 13 Reasons Why as Sonia Struhl, uh, Incorporated, Selfie, Go On, Terra Nova, Kings, you know, so huge, huge uh, history in that. And then the Broken Family is how the show starts. Um, one of the characters, uh, uh, Rome Howard, is writing out a suicide note and putting a bunch of pills in his mouth. And James Roday is constantly, constantly calling him, you know, trying to get his attention. Turns out their other friend did actually kill himself, and that was uh, Ron Livingston's character, Jonathan Dixon. And that's the Broken Family with uh, Stephanie Sozak playing Delilah, and then Lizzie Green playing the daughter, and then a couple other family members. And it just revolves around life, and it's all the things that we don't talk about. You know, suicide, depression, uh, alcoholism, infidelity. It just drags them all up and throws them in your face to say, look at me! Hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. Um, but if you've seen, you know, This Is Us, it's very much in the same lane. Like, it's a ton of famous actors in it as well, you know, as in The Last of Us. So, But it's not a copy. It's not a, a mimic. It's a nod of, hey, let's do this thing as well. They're very clearly doing their own thing, and they're doing it very, very well. And it's very intense, and there's a lot of stuff that is real life that goes on that they talk about in the show. Cool. Um, I'm not sure, yeah, where it's aired over here. I've never heard about where that might be. Um, but uh, I did hear that Chandler Riggs, of course, Carl from Walking Dead, was like, did some guest spots on some episodes. And then someone asked him on Twitter, I think about a month ago, like, hey, are you going to be returning to the show? And he, he said he, he wasn't sure. That's about as much as I know about the series. But um, I've I've heard relatively good things. Um, but uh, other than that, like, how what was uh, Chandler Riggs? kind of doing on the show do you remember much about his uh character yeah uh that's kind of gets into spoilers okay so i don't want to get too much into it um but let's just say the uh the jonathan dixon character played by um uh, ron livingston has a tragic 
backstory that leads him to kill himself, but you don't really get into it until a end of season one, beginning of season two. And then uh, he kind of comes into that in kind of a tangent way. Mm-hmm. And then he goes out and I, and they didn't kill him off or write him off or anything like that. It just, it ended weird. And then I don't know if uh, um, he's going to be in part of it or not. Cause he plays kind of a secondary character um, to uh, a couple of the people involved in it. And it's just one of those things that, they could easily not have him back if, you know, scheduling conflicts or he gets something else, but they could easily have him back in it as well, so. Cool. All right. Uh, Bex, have you heard of this show or seen it or anything? I haven't, and it's very much kind of away from the normal sort of things I watch, to be honest. I like to deal with big issues, but I like to deal with them in a slightly more abstract way with uh, spaceships in. So this kind <laughs> of thing is often a little bit too real for me in a lot of ways, and... um yeah, I don't I don't tend to watch series like this, but it sounds like they're really tackling some deep subjects that people normally avoid and that's quite brave and maybe a series like this is actually helpful for people, which is quite an interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um Robert, was there any other shows that you wanted to make? Yeah, I mean Beck's nailed it right on the head. There's no oh, okay. abstract with this. It's very much straightforward and head on. And as much as I'm not a fan of saying hey, if you have you know, a trigger warning on that. This is one of the few shows that I would say, yes, put a trigger on warning on this. If this subject or this subject or this subject is not something you want to process okay. with, then yeah. don't watch this show. It's like one of the very, very few shows that I would actually put that on there. Okay, cool. Uh, was there any other shows you were going to mention? Yeah, it's a documentary uh, um, series. It's seven episodes on uh, Netflix and it's called Tiger King. And, Oh my god. Oh my ever loving god. What is it the British say? Oh my sweet giddy aunt or something like that. Everything <laughs> I that... don't think anyone here says that. That's amazing though. <laughs> Everything that Bex was saying about Sabrina with the absurdity, this is real life. This is oh my god. It's basically a seven hour a seven episode uh, series revolving around three exotic animal zookeeper owners. And they're just all garbage human beings. And it's like a seven-hour train wreck that you just can't turn away from. Uh, so there's three zoos. The first one is run by Carol and Howard Baskin. They call themselves Big Cat Rescue. Um, they're very heavily in, uh, in the uh, social media, so you might have come up with it at some point. Uh, Carol is just this, in my opinion, and this is strictly my opinion, my opinion is mine alone and not reflection of Bex or Matt or anybody else. It, did you ever know somebody that just had this aura of smug self-satisfaction that they just wore like a cloak? Like that one Harry Potter uh, villain in the, that was always in the pink punishing the children? Just like a real-life version of that. Um her multi-millionaire husband disappeared mysteriously without a single trace of physical evidence. And then she's been under that suspicion for like the last 20 years. And they have like millions and millions of dollars and they use that to destroy everybody they don't like. Um, and then there's a second uh, big cat uh, uh, zoo owner, Bogdanovan Antel, who is this pasty white fat dude. Um, and he runs the, the cat uh, 
um, thing, like a cash cow business and as a cult. Uh, he's got four wives. Multitasking. Yeah, multitasking. <laughs> he he, run, he uh, profits off of breeding uh, exotic animals, and he's got four wives. And some of the Damn. stories from the people that have escaped his mind control have just told some horrible, horrible stories about him. And then there's a guy that's, I swear, a human parody. His name is Joe. He has multiple last names, but he goes under the mantle of Joe Exotic. Uh, he's a six-foot-two, massive, gun-toting, thing-exploding, gay cowboy that seduces straight men into being his husbands with tigers and meth. And I am not making that up. Sounds like an anime villain. <laughs> oh, oh. I could eat, well, he's got a platinum on mullet, so it's entirely possible he is an anime villain come to life. And he is no filter. Just think of, like, like if you were going down to the pub and there's like, some football hooligan that was, like, drunk and just spouting off on any subject and every subject. Just imagine that man, but sober. And in charge of a bunch of uh, two, he had 227 cats at one point on his uh, on his zoo. He's spending like almost three quarters of a million dollar a year feeding them, and it's just this seven hour train wreck of garbage humans. And I could not, for the life of me, look away. Um, and Joe Exotic and uh, Susan, uh, I'm sorry, Carol Baskins are both in like this ten year internet feud. They just get steamrolled and steamrolled and steamrolled, and they're both trolling each other, and they're both going insane doing it, and they're both going bro- well. Joe Exotic's going broke doing it. Carol Hassan's got multi millions of dollars, um, and he started making parody video. He was also he the Joe Exotic's also an actually pretty decent country and western singer, and so he makes videos trolling her. It's like at one point he was convinced that she killed her her first husband and fed him to all the cats. So he made a music video called Here Kitty Kitty, and it's got a, a, a lookalike of her feeding scraps of meat off of a mannequin head to a bunch of cats while he sings about how she killed and fed her disappeared husband to cats. And just the more I say it out loud, the more absurd it sounds, but every bit of it is 100% real. Okay. That, and that is the stunned silence of Matt. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's that's something. Um, and it, it takes a lot to make me stop talking. You've achieved that. <laughs> I don't know if I could watch this because I I think I would just start feeling too sorry for the animals and for the rest of the human race for the fact that this is probably all true because fact is always stranger than fiction. Um, so, yeah, I don't even know if I could bring myself to watch it because I think it would just make me filled with a lot of rage. Uh... Oh, that I don't know. They focus more on the people than the, the actual animals, but, but it is just pure insanity. And every episode ends with, okay, this can't get any crazier. Here's a teaser for the next episode. Oh mm. my god, it's getting crazier. Are you worried about saying things slightly insulting the people involved, being that they have millions and millions of dollars and have possibly killed people in the past? Uh... No, because... And we never heard from him again. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, they'll just blame it on Corona. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what did you say the show was called again? I forgot what you actually said it was called. I'm sure you want to forget like the last five minutes, but yeah, right. it's called Tiger King. 
Okay. Yeah, it's on the recommended things on Netflix because I've already spotted it because the computer has been listening and it was mentioned in the the chat on my one of my Twitch casts. That would have been me. And uh, I asked if you'd seen it or not because I knew we'd be talking about it. From the point you asked about it, it's appeared on my Netflix. Hmm. Yeah, man. Amazing how accidental and co- totally not you know mining your data that is. <laughs> wink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I did scroll past it the other day on. Uh, netflix um and i i'd heard like little bits and pieces about it on twitter how it was just this uh, i just heard quote like weird show or whatever um but other than that like i haven't interacted with the show in any any way shape or form and i don't think i will be so but there you go um was that the last show you want to talk about yeah i mean everything else here is on either mid-season break or just really isn't interesting enough to talk about cool yeah and what could really follow that hmm yeah, I do Anything have... else would sound boring by comparison. <laughs> I do have uh, two shows I want to give shout-outs to. One not for a very good reason, but one for a very good reason. So I'll start off with the negative one first. I'm not going to go too in-depth with these. I'll just, I, just wanted, I forgot to mention them, so I'm just going to throw them in here. Uh, Runaways recently finished its uh, third and final season. Uh, that was also on Sci-Fi UK. Uh, I don't know if... Oh, yeah, it's all available on uh, Disney+, Plus because it's been added to there. Uh, that's a Hulu show in the US, so if you want to watch it on there, you can. Um, there's two different things I want to say about it. First of all, it did end fairly satisfyingly, and I'm okay with how it ended. It wasn't the greatest ending they could have done, but it was fine. You know, nothing really got left up in the air or whatever. The other thing is I can't. I actually can't recommend this show um even though it ends well and the it you know gives fairly satisfying answers and doesn't leave anything really uh in the air or whatever i i really think with this third season specifically um they tried to i don't know not not much worked that they really did and they sort of ended up i don't even know how to describe what they did wrong um it was sort of they they just tried to do maybe too many different things uh, especially with the adult characters in the third season of uh, runaways they sort of didn't even really seem like they knew what they were doing with them um and i'll say that i'll say this as well w- without spoiling things there's some big things that happen in the third season that they don't even really address and i was like oh is anyone going to mention that this thing just happened and like no one does and it's really really quite strange um so i thought that was weird but it, it if you want to you know if you're looking for a marvel show and you want to watch that for some reason um it does end fairly well so there's that and it's kind of short but overall i just can't really recommend the series uh one show i really can recommend a lot is the kingdom season two i'm going to be doing hopefully in the next couple of weeks or whatever a season review finished that a couple of weeks ago when it came out uh absolutely phenomenal i really enjoyed all of it uh six episodes for both uh, season one and season two uh, it is a foreign show, um, so I, I I do actually use the English dub, which works for me. It might not work for everybody else. They might want to use subtitles or whatever, but I use the English dub. It worked out pretty well for me. Um, I'll just say, one. I mean, there's a lot of positive things to say about season two, uh, but one thing that really sticks out is, and I won't, I won't spoil how they do it, just alone the exploration of the zombie virus that they do in season two, I, I was just yeah completely really taken away uh, or taken aback by how well they did that and what they kind of explored and um yeah i i, I can't recommend that, that show enough uh if you're into or even if you're just into well good 
television, which I'm sure we all are. Uh, uh, that's that's one I'd recommend a lot. Again, if you're put off by like you know foreign language stuff, maybe you can put on subtitles or put on the English dub, which is what I did. Um, but yeah, really, really great stuff. This zombie set pieces, I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about them. I thought they pulled off all of them really, really well. And, uh, yeah, just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the season. And before I knew it, it was finished. It was short and sweet. I really hope it gets the third season. Um, and, uh, yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, have I, have you heard of The Kingdom on Netflix as a zombie show? I've heard of it, but I don't tend to watch zombie shows because mm-hmm. they give me nightmares. So unless it's a comedy, <laughs> unless it's a comedy zombie thing, like I Zombie, I love Shaun right. of the Dead, I love, but anything proper zombies, I run as if it were a real zombie. I saw The Kingdom pop up as a recommendation, but I didn't even know it was a zombie film. I thought it might have been like a medieval thing, which would make more sense for something like The Kingdom. Yeah, it's yeah, it's medieval kind of stuff, but with zombies. Uh, in there but yeah I, I i mean even with season one which was obviously a while ago I, yeah just completely amazed me with what they did with season two um and uh yeah it, it's one of them shows that like set piece breathe character development set pre- not in that exact order but like they don't really slow down like too much or it's not like slowly paced it's really well paced and that sort of thing and uh usually it's either like characters discussing what's going on a set piece or a moment to just breathe after a big set piece so uh yeah can't recommend that enough so i think we should end on that very positive note go and check out the kingdom and some of the other stuff that we've recommended and uh yeah there we go anybody got any closing thoughts on anything uh no not really cool um Alright, so that will do it for this episode of TV Talk. Uh, thank you, Bex, for joining me and Robert again today. Um, you can, of course, find Bex currently streaming on Twitch. Uh, Trista Bytes, uh, B-Y-T-E-S. That, that is how you... Yeah, Trista Bytes with that, yeah. Yep, I thought I was being funny <laughs> and making a pun. Don't make puns with the name that you're going to be using and then mentioning on pop casts people yep i can be found on trista bites i'm streaming every single day at the moment and i'm doing my normal evening shifts but i'm also doing daytime shifts as well to keep people company while they are working from home so i'm doing a, a lot more hours than i used to be doing and obviously i have a lot more time for that because all the events are rightfully postponed that i would normally be working at and yeah. also i've got facebook twitter and instagram under trista bites and over four years worth of youtube content to do mostly with indie comics indie games and general computer game movies and books type stuff there cool so go and check out her stuff trista bites youtube and twitch uh, of course like we said earlier for your tv and film news specifically david geektown.co.uk geektown radio on itunes uh for entertainment talk stuff of course entertainmenttalk.org that is where you'll find all of our content uh and also find bex and david and robert doing other stuff on there as well uh, if you want to support the podcast for entertainment talk, we are also on Patreon. Please check out the $1 and $3 level tiers. That's, that's for review options and ad-free podcast options. Amazon affiliate link, if you want to support us through that, order something through Amazon and use our affiliate link, we can get a small cut of what you spend. It won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds, please go and rate, review, and subscribe to those uh, and uh, do all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, Rate, review, and subscribe, get yourselves up to date, all that sort of thing. Word of mouth, if someone mentions something that we uh, have covered, like a TV show, a game, a film, or sports or anything, uh, please let them know about the content that is um 
relevant to that. Uh, social media, please share them on Facebook and Twitter and put them in different Facebook groups if you can. Uh, video games, if you want to watch, of course, uh, Bex just on Twitch. Uh, Trista Bites, of course, if you want to watch us, because uh, you do play games and stuff as well, don't you, on Twitch as well? Yeah, I do a mix of talking about sort of geeky stuff similar to we talk about on here, but interactive with the audience. But I also do gameplay as well. Currently playing Deponia, which is a very sarcastic, funny, point-and-click type adventure game. But I've also just recently obtained a copy of Doom. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Good things. So, mm. uh, Barry's, Barry got that today as well. So, uh, that should be cool. Uh, but check out all that. Of course, me and David are also on Twitch. Robert's on Mixer. And also look out for Let's Play Sundays as well. Thank you all very much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.